Hey everyone, Captain Carlos here with Maria Gear. So today we're going to discuss spillway fishing. It's a subject that we've covered through our other channels, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite things to do certain times of year, and um, we're going to go over the, the baits, um, the fish that you're, you can expect to encounter out there, um, the rigs, the tackle, the line, the, the rods, the reels, pretty much everything that you're going to need to know, uh, the basics. So without further ado, we'll dive right into it. I started spillway fishing, uh, I was probably in my teenage years. I was introduced to it by just a couple of good buddies of mine that, that I snook fish with, you know, along the intercoastal and the beaches and the inlets on the saltwater side. And then they kind of, uh, brought me into the world of, I guess the, the South Florida urban backcountry. Um, a lot of these canal systems that go back into the rivers and connect with pump stations or pump, pump houses or spillways. And there, um, you know, I was seeing that you can really encounter some huge fish, um, in these little canal systems and, and, you know, these around these pump houses. So, um, I got into it by first fishing live bait. Like a lot of guys do. Um, we would pretty much go out and bring a cast net, um, try and net some brim, um, or some shiners or shad, uh, if we didn't have a cast net, we would bring um, just some number 10 little gold hooks or, you know, panfish hooks and try and catch some cichlids or brim or shad, you know, the same deal on just a, a little light tackle spinning rod, like a six, eight pound test spinning outfit on the freshwater side of the pump station. Now, the way we would keep them alive is not too, you know, um, difficult so to speak uh we would transport them in a five gallon bucket most of the time just to carry enough baits for you know a few fish uh so three or four baits in a bucket of either brim or cichlids or shad uh would get you started okay and then um if we didn't have bait then we would try and match lures that really look like you know the 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 brim or the cichlid or the shad that we were were fishing with um now there's a big um kind of i don't know if it's a premonition or i don't even know what the word is but like a stigma i guess that uh a lot of guys think that a lot of these bigger fish that kind of huddle around spillways and pump stations only feed when the pump station is running like that means when the water is flowing um a lot of the times that is true it you know it definitely ignites the bite so to speak but i could tell you uh i personally have had very very good success when the pumps are off meaning that there's still fish that are residents there um, there's certain spillways that I fished in the past where I actually prefer the pumps to be off uh, for two things. Most of the, like I just mentioned, most of the time the anglers are going to go to the spillway when the pumps are on. So a lot of times they're overpacked and pressured by these anglers, right? Um, so I actually prefer them off because I know that the fish, the bigger fish especially, are going to be there. Um, uh, the other thing is, I think it allows you to present your bait 
in an area where the fish are holding a little more effectively too when the pumps are off. Uh, when the pumps are running, there's a constant flow of water. You know, it's pushing, it depends how many pumps are going to be on, but the water is always going to be pushing. So the fish are going to be moving. That's one thing that um, people, I guess, don't understand yet. Um, you know, if you're just getting into it, especially, is that it's just like, you know, a, an inlet or a jetty or, you know, a beach where there's tide, you know, and it's tide driven. With these pump stations being on, the fish will move from location to location, depending on where the water flow creates maybe a better eddy where they can attack and have a better ambush point. You got to keep that in mind. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I've been to spillways. I've already seen, you know, half a dozen guys already throwing and they're always throwing right at the pumps. Um, and yeah, they're hooking up with fish, but I've hooked up with big fish. Okay. Way down current because those bigger fish are just kind of waiting um, down current to, you know, for something to come to them. They don't want to be fighting the current the whole time. So they're going to conserve their energy. Now, again, there's two types of baits that you can, or two different bait styles that you can use, live bait and lures. I, again, I started with live bait, but nowadays I definitely throw more lures uh, just because I found that it's less work, okay? <laughs> uh, I like to be a little more efficient when I'm out there. And also, um, if you present a lure right, I feel like it can work just as good, if not better, than a live bait if it's the right lure. Um, now let's dive into that a little bit more. When I mean by the right lure, I mean you got to pick something that literally looks, acts, and swims just like the bait fish that are, you know, you're wanting to match. So like a cichlid or you know a shad or a, a golden shiner, you know, a shiner pattern, like a dark colored shiner pattern usually works really well um, because, you know, these pump stations, the color of the water is, it's, let, let's face it, it's pretty much fresh water getting dumped into, like I said, brackish or salt water. Um, so it's going to be a darker colored water. Those darker colors stand out better in more stained water or fresh water um, because when the fish are looking up, just the contrast is way more. So keep that in mind. Um, you are going to want to adjust your lure size and lure weight and profile according to the bait fish that you're seeing, you know, being discharged from the spillway. So if you're seeing cichlid and brim and mullet, you know, or, or whatever kind of in the area, and they're they're kind of small. Let's say, you know, a lot of these brim are like two to three inches, four inches. That's the size profile bait that you want to be throwing. Um, whether it be a live bait or a you know or a lure, um, a lot of times guys will throw a bigger bait just because they think that the bigger fish are going to key in on that live bait. Which it, a lot of times that's true. Okay, but. The, the flip side of that is 
you know, elephants eat peanuts. I've seen big fish key in on minnows. I'm talking minnows that are like a glass minnow, like those little freshwater minnows that are, you know, an inch to two inches long and a 30 pound snook or a 10 pound bass will come up and eat the minnow. So just be very, very aware of what is in the area. You know, the bait that's in the area, that's really what you want to match. And I mean, match to a T. Color pattern, profile, um, sink rates are important too. Um, so that's why, you know, we offer here at Marea a couple different sizes in our swim baits. Um, the, the one ounce, the two ounce, and then the four ounce, depending on the, the water flow um, of the spillway, you're going to want to adjust that. So uh, just to give you an example, if the pumps aren't running, I'm probably going to throw the one to, or two ounce, um, depending on what the, the structure of the spillway is. If it's a spillway where there's not much um, depth in it, maybe it's three, four feet deep right there at the pump gates, um, then I'm going to run the smaller baits. Okay. If it's a deeper spillway and it's actually, you know, dredged out, then I'll, th- I wouldn't have a problem throwing our big bait, uh, to get down. Cause a lot of times those fish are going to be sitting right at the mouth opening when the pumps are off and a bigger offering, if it gets down to them, um, may, may do the trick. So keep that in mind. Now we're going to go into tackle now. All right. Um, two setups that you're going to need. All right. A spinning outfit, just, uh, maybe a 10, to 15 pound braid spinning outfit. I, I like braid just because it cuts through the water. Um, when the water's moving and the pumps are on, the, the braided line is key. Okay, if you're using mono, um, yeah, it'll it'll still work, but um, the braided line it just it cuts it slices through the water and it lets you feel the bite a little bit better. Um, it also or quicker, should I say? It also um, it's just more sensitive, so it allows you to work the bait, I think, a little more effectively too, not having the stretch. Um, the The typical size spinning reel I'm using is a three to four thousand size. Um, I, I like the Daiwa BGs. Never had a problem with them. I've got it matched to like a seven foot Star Plasma or something along the lines of that. Um, you want the rod to have a lot of backbone. But super lightweight, very responsive tip, so a fast action tip, great for working lures, okay? But also works good for pitching, you know, smaller live baits and not, you know, throwing them off the hook. Having that little give in the tip helps, all right? Um, And then, you know, the braided line that you're going to want to put on there, like I said, anywhere between 10 and 20 pound braid should do the trick. Uh, On the end, on the business end, you're going to be running a three to four foot section anywhere from 30 to 50, maybe even 60 pound mono or fluorocarbon. Um, I like to fish as light as I can get away with because that's also going to give you more bites. So if you don't get bites using 50, drop to 30 and you'd be surprised how many bites you get. Um, the only you know trade-off there is you could possibly lose the fish if he wraps you around some mangroves or a piling or a dock or whatnot, but you know it's it's a trade-off. It's part of fishing. So um, I would personally would rather get the bites. So I'm willing to take that risk. Um, and then once you get a little more proficient at you know really 
testing your gear and co being comfortable with your tackle, um, you can actually pull in some pretty large fish on 30 pound. You'd be surprised. I've even dropped down to 20 pounds sometimes, which is eh, not suggested, but it, it can be done. Um, now the other outfit is going to be a baitcaster. I like the Dio Alexa 400. That's my go-to. It has been for a number of years. Uh, I've got the power version, which has got a five to one gear ratio. I love that gear ratio because it's, I think, the perfect balance between power and speed and torque. Okay, um, it's like I think they nailed it with the sweet spot, you know, on the gear ratio. I don't feel like I wear my gears out, and plus that reel in particular has stainless steel uh, main gear and a pinion gear, which is I think it's crucial uh, if you're throwing bigger baits or live bait with it. Um, I'm using it kind of for both. Um, so typically I have that set up with like 40 or 50 pound braided line, and then I have it matched up to a eight foot custom um, swim bait rod which doubles as my live bait setup so i can pitch you know seven eight inch live mullet or cichlids with it uh, or shad but i could also throw our, our larger swim baits like our seven inch and nine and a half inch motion minnow uh, typically the baits that i'm throwing with that uh you know pretty much the same as the the spinner but just a bigger version of it uh when it calls for so if I'm seeing bigger cichlid or mullet getting blown up along the mangroves, that's the bait, you know, or that's the setup and baits that I'm throwing. Uh, I really like the, um, the cichlid pattern that we have in our motion minnow. That's probably my favorite for throwing around spillways. Uh, although the, the mullet patterns also worked and then golden shiner, anything with a dark contrast, like I mentioned briefly before is crucial for fishing spillways. Okay. Um, the, the, the more chrome colors, save those for the beach, you know, or the inlet, you know, where the water can be a little bit cleaner on the ocean side. But if you're fishing back up the river or, you know, the intercoaster going back up into the canal systems, uh, along Florida, nine times out of 10, the water is darker. So use darker colors. You'd be surprised how well they work and how many more times you're going to hook up. Um, think that covers most of what I wanted to cover today. If you guys have any questions, be sure to hit us up. Um, you could always shoot us an email, uh, info at mareagear.com. Happy to help you out there or give us a call. Um, local numbers 561-304-8065. Always happy to help. Uh, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, make sure you hit that up. Always putting new stuff up there. And then, um, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We appreciate your support so much, guys. And if you did learn something, uh, please make sure you follow us. God bless. Thanks.